0: Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glam We hope you stay a while. <laughs> cute. Cute.
1: This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag
2: Hello. Well, look who it is. Little baby Sarah Jessica Tan. Emerged from her cave. <laughs>
0: Emerged from the suckling of the teeth. Oh my God. To it's have a podcast episode. That's all I've been doing. That's like, I was like, oh, what could I update people on the pod? What I've been doing, what I've been wearing, what I've been, nothing. I've just been... Breastfeeding and trying to sleep. But that's also not happening. So just breastfeeding. But it's been lovely. Breastfeeding's been lovely. <laughs> has it? Has <laughs> uh, the, the breastfeeding has been a journey. I mean, I, I feel so lucky because it's always like, it, my milk always comes. It's like easy for, it was easy for Zoe to latch. It's easy for Kate to latch. It's a difficult thing for a lot of women. So I feel very grateful that I'm able to do it. But it is a fucking lot of work and i know everyone who's done it before knows and i i respect all those who mothers uh, who choose not to i think it's crazy that you really forget everything from the first time there's something right like biological that makes you forget <laughs> childbirth and like sleep deprivation and everything from the first time in order for you to be able to continue to reproduce and populate the earth so yeah right now i'm like oh yeah i'm remembering is this it is this the last one oh my god after he popped out of my vagina, which was also a journey, uh, I was like the first thing I said was, I'm done. <laughs> no more babies. <laughs> Great. We're we're done yeah. here. Yeah. Cade, you're Congratulations. It. Yes, you, you had the end lineage. But he's so cute. He is very cute. It's like hard to like be upset for longer than a because 'cause you're just he's just the cutest and Zoe's being such a good big sister. She's just the best when she's not running into things. <laughs> right. So Zoe has run into the coffee table yet again. And
2: and now Twice. Sarah will be getting rid of the coffee table.
0: Yeah. I did it's already I already found another replacement off Facebook Marketplace. Great. Yeah, so I've just been fully momming. I've been listening to the guest episodes. And I just wanna say, Kirby thank you thank you <laughs> i'm gonna cry <laughs> i'm like super hormonal <laughs> oh my god what? Oh. I just, I, oh my I, god I, <laughs> you're crying i love you so much and i just i it's i every time I, I i just feel so grateful to have such like a hard-working caring thoughtful partner in all of this <laughs> oh my god
2: <laughs> what is wrong with
0: don't cry <laughs> you're just the best y'all
2: my face when she i was like is she joking <laughs> literally my eyes
0: are bulging out of my head i like, did not expect i that. just i'm so grateful for you and everything that you do for me and the podcast and the glam gelinos and i know everyone feels the same way so thank you for holding it down while i've been just fucking reproducing over here
2: little hormonal babies (laughs) that's what a partnership is so no need to thank me i i appreciate it but no need to thank me i mean listen i like i had like i don't have baby fever by any means but when i see videos on tiktok of women with their children like holding their baby and stuff I'm like, oh, I have like a little twinge of like, maybe I want a baby. Oh. But then I think about everything everything else.
0: And I'm like, I don't, I think I'm too selfish for a child. You'd figure it out. No pressure to you and Patrick. But we need more good people having babies in this world with Mm, how effed up the rest of the country and world are. So, but. I agree. I agree. Fully respect your decision to live a selfish life. (laughs) Listen, I
2: my parents would be overjoyed if I birthed a child. I also think about that now. You you always like when you're younger, you're like, oh, biological clock, whatever, who cares? No, like when you get into your mid 30s, you're like, it's it's D Day. It's time to decide. Have you considered
0: like freezing your eggs? It's so expensive as a freelancer. That's like not even a possibility. You know what I mean? No, but like Patrick's, surely Patrick's insurance. This is getting personal. Married i okay well that's (laughs) weird i can't get into that
2: although we did talk about it recently (laughs) anyways Anyways, not like y'all need to hear this (laughs) i really there's something more important that we need to talk about and that is the barbie discourse oh my god i will fight
0: to the death to defend ryan gosling i was actually shocked because i didn't know that people thought that that was a wrong decision because in my head it was the only decision I fully agree, and literally, the comments on TikTok,
2: TikTok's ageist. We just need to get it out there. Everyone on TikTok is ageist, and not by everyone, I mean Gen Z. Gen Z acts like they are so open, they are so (laughs) welcoming and woke, (laughs) and they love everyone and everything, and they want to live. The minute you look old, you are going to hell. According to Gen Z, you have nothing to offer this world. I mean, the comments were insane. They were like, glad to see they brought in Grandpa Ken for this. Like insane stuff about Ryan Gosling. And I'm thinking to myself, clearly nobody on tiktok or really any discourse around this movie regarding ryan gosling as ken understands that this movie is not made for small children or even gen z it's made for millennials it's made for the people that grew up watching him in the notebook it's made for the people who
0: remember him in his heyday and yes why frankly this man is still smoking hot i'm speechless i'm speechless that anyone would disagree And to your point, Kirby, yeah, like all of the Barbie core, as my sister would call it. Okay, so my sister used to work for Mattel forever and ever and ever. So like her knowledge of Barbie, she was just living in a Barbie world for so long. And there's like certain like Barbie dream house, the beach Barbie, like, you know, the core Barbie features. A lot of that was also like during our time, our upbringing, Kirby. So yes, like this is for our generation. This is for the people that, like, actually did play with Played Barbies. Played with the Barbies, yeah. Had a life-size Barbie. Life-size Barbie. Had a Barbie convertible. The Barbie dream house. The Barbie head, where you would do yeah, the Yeah, Barbie head, where you could do and you makeup and cut hair. Cut the hair accidentally. Gotta get a new one. I also think people underestimate
2: Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. They would not have cast him, Ryan Gosling, Mm -hmm. If it didn't feed into the storyline, I guarantee you there is some way this is incorporated in the storyline. Otherwise, they could have just booked like a bunch of 19 year olds and called it a day. You know what I mean? It's like there's literally everybody in that movie is at least late 20s, early 30s, if not 40s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Issa Rae's. Barbie is a full fledged adult. Like Barbie literally is an adult. She holds (laughs) occupations. Yes. Yes. She, she could run for president for christ's sake literally barbie is an adult stop shaming ryan gosling are they saying anything about margot robbie no okay they haven't said anything about margot i do think some of the lighting choices in that movie really do
0: make ryan gosling ryan
2: look older yeah like there's the scene where he's like do you want to sleep over yeah. and you can see like all the lines on his forehead and like bags under his right. eyes and i'm like Go in with digital makeup and like fix this. Why did you guys do him so dirty? Dirty? And there's a girl on t- on Twitter right now that has like I'm not even kidding you a 20 tweet thread of why he doesn't look as great in this movie, and it's because of color theory and his color palette is much better with like brighter, warmer colors. Versus yeah, because cool, his hair so colors. icy. Yes,
0: yes, yep. yes, yes. Totally, it like washes him out. Even if he
2: had the Ken color, I mean being spray tanned is a pivotal part of being Ken but even if his hair was not platinum blonde and it was more of the yellow yeah like a warm orange
0: I remember my barbies having that like yellow orange hair or sorry my Ken's my Ken's my
2: Ken's had the orange hair my Ken's were definitely not I had a brunette
0: Ken and I had an orange haired yeah I didn't have like a platinum blonde kid there must be we all have to just watch the movie to find out
2: I would love for Warner Brothers and anybody that may be listening who works at this company to work with Sarah and I on doing a private screening for Glam Jolinos at The Grove. <gasps> and we can all come dressed up in our Barbie core. Oh We can have gift bags for people.
0: <gasps> and then like a photo moment with the logo that everyone oh, has got. The marketing with.
2: team must be thrilled with how many people did that. Thrilled! It's gonna be
0: the biggest movie of the year. Mark my words. This movie is going to kill it. So you know how there the there's that news that was like, or not news, but it was like, oh, Amy Schumer was supposed to play Barbie. Yes. So my sister said that when she was at Mattel, they were already talking to Amy Schumer. Like this has been this movie has been in the works for so long, so long, so long, so long. And Amy said that it was like a scheduling conflict, but also
2: apparently sh- her vision of what this yeah. movie was supposed to be was not what. Yeah, I think Greta wanted it to be or totally. something, and and I, I, or or whoever was previously I'm sure attached. also like
0: Mattel, right? I bet that they have had you know obviously had to sign off on everything. Yeah, um, so that's why I don't think it can go too dark. No, you know? I can't I can't it's not going to be dark. I think yeah. it's going to be light and fun,
2: which is what people want. This is going to be like be? a cultural experience. People are going to be cheering. If you live in Los Angeles, people are going to be cheering at different parts of this movie. It's like yeah. when I went to go ske- see Scream 6, after the opening credits scene, people were like hooting and hollering like pumping their fists in the air. <laughs> it was like a moment with the community of people <laughs> oh, watching this so movie. Cute. I love that. I know, it was great. We we're like, "Oh, murder. Yeah." Okay, woo-hoo! yes. We
0: we absolutely need to have a private screening, and also I'm waiting to see what makeup brand has scored the collab.
2: I, I, maybe I should not say this on this podcast, but please God, don't let it be MAC.
0: MAC, I was gonna say, I was gonna say. I love MAC, I, I love MAC,
2: but like, I just feel like they're not gonna do it as cool as it needs to be. I need like- Who do you like, think
0: should do it? Who do you think should do it? Oh my God, this is gonna be so hard it is I don't even know should it be like an LA based brand like a
2: okay I think Too Faced could actually do a really incredible job because remember that Palm Springs palette that they did oh you're so right I think that it needs to be something that you equate with pink
0: I think of Too Faced when I think of pink makeup and I think they could do something fun they do yeah they're super super fun also pink benefit benefit i just want like a really cool component for like a
2: lipstick i want like Maine jen atkins new yes. brand to do a barbie brush yes like a paddle brush because yes. like look how cute this one is totally like imagine if this was like barbie pink with like the barbie oh logo gosh, and so holographic
0: cute. with Maine. how cute
2: is that yeah. there are so many ways to merchandise this movie oh I- insane hill house oh they could yeah. do incredible shoes yeah Like, there were so many moments in the trailer that I thought Mm -hmm. Hill House should be a part of this. Susan Alexandra should do the plastic necklaces and bracelets and earrings,
0: like the seashell necklace. Oh, yes. There could be ribbons. Yes, yes. And, like, Lili Saduhi with her headbands. Yes. Bows. The last line. Some kind of, like, decorative
2: jewels. jewels. Yeah, I see it all. I see it all, Ugh. but uh, please call the hotline. Tell me your theories on what you think this movie is going to be about. I posted mine on my Instagram in a reel, but I would absolutely love to know if you guys have some like deep insider thoughts on what where this movie could go. Why is there no skipper, you think? Maybe they're saving her for the sequel. The sequel? Did you have a skipper? I had a skipper. I also had, uh, I think I actually did have Midge who was pregnant and had the baby
0: in her belly and you could take her stomach off and like the baby was in there. It was so fucked up. I, I don't want to keep talking about this, but I, I, I do. I could actually, we could talk about this for the whole episode. But my sister made a point. She was like, it's interesting that they make all of the characters named Barbie. Like I'm Barbie. I'm Barbie. I'm Because they all had different names. Really? When we would buy them for like, there was an Asian Barbie doll, but her name wasn't Barbie. You know, or like Midge, for example. Her name was Midge. Midge goes by Midge. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like
2: you <laughs> exactly. could you had like a Barbie president, and that was Barbie. That wasn't like someone else. Right, right, right. Okay, right. Okay, but but
0: uh, yeah. But then they were all blonde.
2: Okay, right. Okay, it wasn't like a black Barbie. That was like a different yeah. Barbie. Like if Barbie was a different skin tone, she wasn't Barbie. Right, but but no. I think this plays yes. into yep the theory Absolutely. that Greta and Noah have, which is like we're all Barb's. Yep. We're all Barb's out here. If Nicki Minaj doesn't do a song on the effing soundtrack, what are we doing? What are we doing? Okay. Moving on. We'll, like, put a disclaimer in the show notes if you guys didn't (laughs) want to spend 16 minutes hearing us talk about Barbie. All right. We have no wife's. And y'all, I'm going to be honest. Sarah and I are a little burnt out on recommending products
0: because...
2: Everything is a little bit
0: the same right now.
2: Yes. Everything is the same. And we're just getting a little tired of it. I think that wife may become something where we don't talk about it every week. You know, we went from early aughts, Sarah and I talking about a wife, same episode. Then we are like, okay, we're going to alternate because we can't possibly recommend something every episode. I think now, WoOF is only going to happen if we really, really... We are truly obsessed with a product, A. And B if you call in and leave your wife we will play it i think that's i think that's the route we should go yeah i agree i
0: agree cool because (laughs) nevermind what continue okay that being said
2: there are an uh, onslaught of sunscreens being born this month and why do you think that is, Sarah? Why do you think
0: every brand is coming out with a sunscreen? Because summer is upon us. It seems over the past year, especially the past couple of years, we've had new sunscreens come out every month. And you're like, why is there a sunscreen coming out in December? And then everyone talking about supply chain issues, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But I, I do think there's a number of reasons. One being because summer is near and everyone is trying to – still find their perfect sunscreen. And two, just, you know, everyone is now knowledgeable and educated about the fact that they should be wearing sunscreen every single day. Yes, I agree. Whether or not it's summer. Um, And everyone's trying to be innovative as much as they can with the formulations. You're right. It's consumer
2: demand because they feel like they don't have a full skincare routine without sunscreen also I think it's retailer demand retailers are saying mm-hmm. if you are in this category you should make a sunscreen but I did find it really interesting because one of the sunscreens that has been launched is from Kosas and I don't consider Kosas a skincare brand I considered it considered a makeup brand they launched Kosas dream beam SPF 40 PAA or PA++++ which means that it was tested for UVA rays in addition to the UVB it's $40 I mean, it's okay. It's really cute. It's flat and it's cute. It's easy to travel with. It's a mineral sunscreen. It's a mineral sunscreen and it has a pink finish to counteract the whiteness of the zinc. On me, it truly disappears, but I truly don't know if you have any melanin in your skin, if this will, what this will look like, especially with how much
0: you have to use. Totally. I was watching some of the videos and I, even on the deeper skin tones, I was like, I don't think that this is going to blend in very well right and I think people are like oh you're using too much there's a specific
2: amount you have to use like so many brands have come out and been like oh you're using no there's a certain amount you're supposed to literally put on your face and I do know with consistencies it differs I tried this and I did like it but again Caucasian woman I felt like it did kind of give my skin a nice glow it's definitely like a dewier finish it looks like it would be a fluid based on the nozzle applicator, but it's not. It's more of a similar consistency to Tower Twenty Eight Sunny Days. Right. Like, almost like a liquid cream that dispenses really easily, doesn't get everywhere, doesn't move, doesn't migrate around. The whole thing, though, is that this is supposed to look good under makeup, and I will say it does not pill under
0: makeup for me. If I'm being completely honest, I thought that Kosas already had a sunscreen. I don't know why. No! <laughs> I was like... I thought this was already existing, but it doesn't. Yeah,
2: and I think Kostas is interesting because, you know, they got in, they have their deodorant, they have their glycolic body wash. So, like, they do dabble in skincare, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. and a way. So I did find it interesting. I guess, too, if, like, you're doing makeup, you could argue that the first step should be your sunscreen underneath your makeup. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's interesting that they went this route i i do I, i'm now really starting to be hypercritical of brands and how much they're charging for sunscreen i know that there's so much that goes in like i, I never want to criticize a brand because testing is that's a lot of money for a tiny bottle this is 1.4 fluid ounces and it's 40 dollars. and and you need a lot you need a it. lot <laughs> and i mean it's not your body so i so i guess it's different but formulating and testing a sunscreen is so hard and it costs a lot of money so maybe they're trying to offset the cost I don't even feel like this is I mean I guess this is on brand with their regular pricing structure but for me I was just like 40 dollars for this small thing like I don't know I don't know we'll see if you guys have tried this and you have uh like a dark four five six on the Fitzpatrick scale I would love to know if this actually disappears yeah then there's beauty stat BeautyStat has one called the Universal Skin Refiner SPF50. This is essentially their vitamin C with SPF50 in it. They did clinicals on it. Apparently, it helps with all types of things, but it's $85. $85. Love Ron. Love BeautyStat. Like, I have sung this
0: product's, or not product, but I have sung the brand's praises for so long. I want to know what everyone is willing, what the listeners, Glamogelinos, like, what is. What are you willing to pay for a good sunscreen?
2: I agree. What is the maximum your amount to pay? And like, what are you looking for? The Inky List just launched their second sunscreen. They had a mineral one that I wasn't a big fan of. They launched a second one. It's based off of their polyglutamic acid product that a lot of people are obsessed with. And so they made the polyglutamic acid dewy sunscreen SPF 30. It hydrates, primes, and protects. It's $15. Love that and listen I put this on I tried it for the first time today it does have like a stick to it but I Mm. but when I put my makeup on it just glides on my skin really really nicely. So it is like it does act as a primer. It does feel like a primer. It does have avobenzone in it which I know a lot of people are like that's the thing that like irritates my skin or causes whatever so again it's like There are no perfect sunscreens in the United States because we do not have these better filters that the rest of the world has. I wish we could just catch up
0: already. Jackie Kilikita at Refinery and um, Amanda Mitchell wrote a review on the sunscreen about how much they loved it and how it reminded them more of like a, a cream, like a moisturizer, just like how hydrating it was because of the polyglutamic acid and how it has replaced their use of primer and like all the things that they need to use in their skincare routine during the day. So that's 15 bucks. Yeah, 15 bucks. I mean,
2: honestly, if you're curious, just go out and buy it. Don't buy coffee for three days and see how it goes. But (laughs) I like this one. I think this is a good offering. I mean, honestly, I like the Kosas one too, but I don't know with zinc. It's always like, do we know if this is going to
0: show up or not? So I want to know, like, how much are you all willing to pay for a sunscreen?
2: how much are you willing to pay if you have a product that is expensive but you're obsessed with it call in or text us and tell us why and if you if you have like a five dollar sunscreen that you can't get enough of share
0: the wealth and tell us why it's great yeah tell us what your favorite sunscreen is I really really need to know face face sunscreen
2: we'll do like a, a blockbuster sunscreen episode with all the people that call in All right, uh, let's just get into news. Love this. Love this headline so much. Amazon will start to flag frequently returned items. How brilliant is this? Love that. So smart. Absolutely genius. I I hope that other retailers follow suit. Imagine if you, on on Sephora, Ulta Beauty, wherever, Nordstrom, wherever you buy, Target, Walmart wherever you buy your beauty it lets you know hey this has been returned a few times so this is what the story says this is from the verge Amazon starts flagging frequently returned products that you maybe shouldn't buy it says that Amazon is starting to warm consumers when products sold on its platform are regularly shipped back for returns Uh, It's rolling out a warning label on frequently returned products that will encourage consumers to check the item details and reviews before making their purchase, helping customers avoid misleading or low quality products and reducing necessary returns. Another big part of this is that they're hoping that this may help save them money. The free returns policy that they have has a huge environmental cost because it hogs warehouse space until the items can be resold or disposed of in a landfill. It also just has high costs in general to do that so they have a little picture on the website where will it shows you and it's essentially like a little orange box that is below the description of the product that says frequently returned item check the product details and consumer
0: reviews to learn more about this item I love how prominently they feature it you know it's not like they're hiding it in any way you click on the item, you scroll through to read the description and then it's like, bam, right. This has frequently returned. <laughs> but who's gonna buy it after that? I would be terrified and but I do think it's
2: like a checks and balances thing. Don't put something up if it's a shitty product absolutely
0: and you're trying to dupe people. yeah, especially because on Amazon there's just so many the dupes yep, the counterfeit stuff. I have have you been duped before? No. On Amazon? I haven't. I have, but luckily, you know, like you said, they have such a great return policy, but this would be helpful.
2: Well, okay, so this is actually interesting. This is this label is in addition to another label that uh, Amazon has put out, and this was announced on March 17th that they are testing a new product label that highlights how many sales a product has had. So, for example, Miel, that rosemary uh. mint scalp oil. Yes, one of the examples is a hundred thousand have been bought in the last month. Wow, insane. It's like a little ticker. Clearly, people are swarming to buy it. I would actually use that though as an indication that maybe something went viral on TikTok and to not buy it. like in, if in the past month a hundred thousand were purchased,
0: yeah. that makes me nervous. Why? But I bet there are products that are that do that well all the time, no. Not not a, not a ton, but... No, that's
2: true. I would love to see this at a Sephora.
0: Good job, Amazon.
2: I thought this was really uplifting and heartwarming. Experts are using their knowledge to create more inclusivity outside of the beauty industry. So I saw two examples of this, which is why I wanted to call it out. Lacey Redway consulted for The Sims to lend her expertise to create inclusive hairstyles. Okay, who is Lacey Redway? incredible celebrity hairstylist. I mean, we need
0: to get her on on the, the pod. She's iconic.
2: She's been doing it for so long. She works on, ev- I mean, her, her client roster is incredible. Tessa Thompson, Priyanka yeah. Chopra, Anne Hathaway, Elizabeth Olsen, Gabrielle Union. I mean, so many people. She's been featured in every magazine. She's one of the most elite hairstylists out there. Like, she
0: works on Hunter Schaefer, too. It's like art, what she does. Right. Like, If you follow what she's done on Tessa Thompson, oh my gosh, it's just stunning. She joined
2: forces with EA, the company that produces The Sims franchise, to create five new inclusive hairstyles for their Growing Together expansion pack. And it was released earlier this month, and the pack features an assortment of hairstyles such as top knots with baby hairs and braids that focus on representing women, men, and children through the Michelson family. And this is what Lacey said. Like in most other industries, representation is still lacking. This is why I'm honored that The Sims acknowledged my expertise through my lived and professional experience. We teamed up to bring more authentic black hairstyles to their gamers. We created five new hairstyles for the Growing Together pack. And you can see here on the Michelson's, I guess that's like the name of the, the family in The Sims. Oh, got it. Okay. And the players will be able to design their Sims in the Create a Sim character creation tool with these new hairstyles. This is fabulous. I love this. I mean, finally says it's they say it's been in the works since February 2022. You know, it's kind of like setting the trend of being more inclusive in video games, which I think is awesome. And I also think it's great that they had a woman like Lacey
0: come in and help guide that. That's amazing. Congrats, Lacey. That's so cool. And congrats to Sims for landing her.
2: I, I I think I played The Sims when I was really young, but I haven't been on it. But there is an incredible account on TikTok where this woman plays The Sims, and I can't remember her Sims name. But she's like a hot Cheeto sim. Like she has the long nails and she has like, she's like bougie and like has her hair did and stuff. Yeah. And she will narrate what's going on. Her sim gets pregnant and is devastated and has to tell the man that she had sex with and then the guy's
0: devastated. It's literally the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to send you. I definitely used to play sims, but it is nowhere near as advanced as it is now. Right.
2: And if you really think about it the crazy thing is we're all sims
0: (laughs) we're all barbs and we're all sims
2: we're all that's the name of the episode we're all barbs and sims (laughs) okay another uh important uh call out this is actually it was announced a couple years ago but i saw a instagram video from mob beauty the brand talk about this so victor casal he create he's one of the co-creators of mob beauty and he was he was one of the ogs of mac he was the chief chemist and managing director of r d at mac okay so like this man like basically built the brand exactly the video outlines how vic worked with crayola to make inclusive crayons in different skin tones so that everybody could find their skin tones this is from global cosmetic news this is this is from 2020 so it's actually three years ago now but it says, uh, Victor Casal, formerly chief chemist of Matt Cosmetics and currently CEO of Mob Beauty, partnered with the brand to ensure the range reflected an accurate inclu- and inclusive skin tone palette. The final selection features 24 shades from light to deep across rose, almond, and golden undertones to mirror the full spectrum of human complexions. As Crayola CEO, Rich Worthyall explains with the world growing more diverse than ever before, Crayola hopes our new colors of the world crayons will increase representation and foster a greater sense of belonging and acceptance. We want the new colors of the world crayons to advance inclusion within creativity and impact how kids express themselves. And if you look at this color wheel on the website, it's so interesting to see all of the different shades that Vic helped
0: create. It's so cool. That's amazing. I was watching an episode of Daniel Tiger <laughs> with Zoe. Nice, and <laughs> one of the characters is like that band aid doesn't match me, and so then they like went to the factory and made one that matched her skin tone. Wow! And then they talked about the importance of diversity and embracing your skin color. I loved
2: it. That's so cute. Yeah. I wonder really if they cute. worked with anybody in the beauty industry to make those. I Band-Aids. know they must have. I'm curious how different experts in the industry, like hairstylists and makeup artists, cosmetic chemists, can work outside of the industry to make things more inclusive. I think that's really cool. All right, lastly, this was like the
0: big news of the week. Wow, my jaw dropped. Not because it's surprising, but because of the dollar number value.
2: Business of Fashion reported that L'Oreal paid 2.5 billion dollars for aesop the story headline is why l'oreal paid 2.5 billion for aesop the internet's most memed skincare line beloved by both insiders and strivers gives the conglomerate a chance to reconstruct its luxury portfolio this is by rachel strugatz sarah i'm gonna be honest like have you seen a meme about aesop
0: no i was gonna ask you that i was like i mean i already feel old but I was like, "What do I not know?" The most memed skincare line. I saw this. I saw that subhead, and I was
2: like, "What are you talking about, Rachel?" I have no idea what's going on here. And so here, here it is: L'Oreal, the world's biggest beauty conglomerate by market capitalization, acquired the personal care and grooming line. Aesop from Natura for $2.5 billion. This announcement ended months of speculation about who would buy the brand, which has been around since the 1980s, but in recent years has become ubiquitous in the bathrooms of high-end restaurants and upper-middle-class homes, not to mention as a love-hate target of countless Instagram memes. And she kind of explains, like, she talks about Dewey Dudes, and they created the skincare matrix. I don't know if you've seen it, but it kind of, like, tells how you're you're classified based on what brands you like, I guess. So it says, on its skincare matrix, Dewey Dudes, the meme page and podcast co-founded by Evan Shin and Emilia Quisetta Ibanez classified Aesop as liberal and elitist, Thayer's is liberal working (laughs) class, Jack Black is conservative working class, and La is conservative elitist. I know.
0: I am not. We are not conservative (laughs) elitists. I do. I will say like you walk into any shop in Venice, any home in LA that has Kelly Wurstler inspired decor, you're finding Aesop in the the bathroom for sure.
2: The other people that Rachel interviewed for this... I think identify as men one of the things that she says memes aside Aesop possesses three things that most other prestige body and personal care brands don't a large male customer base a strong network of its own retail stores approximately 400 and resonance in Asian markets Mm. so maybe the reason why is because they're more male focused I mean I obviously know who Aesop is and I love their
0: products and i think it's like a very smart acquisition right but i was just like i i was like meme
2: yeah i know memed i mean 2.5 billion tatcha was bought for what 1.7 billion yeah this has got to be is, this has got to be one of the biggest This has to be one of the biggest like no doubt how much was it cosmetics a billion something like that and then Too faced was like something close to that yeah. this is pretty major is, that's a lot of billions. I have a question though for the glams based on this. One of the quotes within this business of fashion story says, it's from Alex Hartman, He's a 26-year-old founder of Instagram account Nolita Dirtbag. Do you follow this? Rachel says that he told her that the brand's customer, at least according to meme culture, is an undercover, well-paying job and plays dress up as creative director on the weekends. They may also own a Western hydrodynamic research hat, a car a Carhartt jacket, even though they make fun of themselves for still wearing Carhartt. The same
0: goes for Ame Leon Dor. I have no idea what any of these words mean. I'll just be completely <laughs> honest. <laughs> they make the beanies. It's like an outdoorsy brand, but a lot of people who like don't go outdoors or camp wear it. <laughs> and then M- Leon do- Dor is like a really trendy, cool men's athleisure sportswear brand. So lucky I have you. I know what Stussy is.
2: Stussy. Um, it says they, Stussy. They may have a, a Stussy T or two and they probably know about capital with the K. K. I don't know what that is. But the, but Alex Hartman basically says it's likely they don't own, own anything from a Japanese brand. Oh,
0: okay. There you go. I definitely know a few dudes who match this uh, description. This aesthetic? Uh-huh. And definitely like asap
2: yeah and he says you can't just make money selling to kids in la or new york you need people in ohio and beijing to be buying too. totally agree with this and that's why i want to know our non-la non-new york listeners Do you know what Aesop is? I'm just like, oh, it's Aesop. It's been around for forever. It's this, you know, apothecary brand that has this very specific look. It seems more like gender, gender neutral before being gender neutral was a thing. But do you know what Aesop is? Would love to hear from you. And if you do know what Aesop is, please
0: like leave us some recs. Thank you everyone for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make
2: sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod
0: on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm
2: Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms.